0: Welcome to another weekly episode of the Smitty Sports Talk Podcast. And we're back again with playoff football as I'm joined with my good friend, man, Connor. How was your weekend of games from a viewing standpoint, man?
1: It was great. I mean, we had some crazy ones. Where we'll get into it. But yeah, some really good football to watch. A um, couple, couple couple close ones that, you know, really hung to the end. Couple couple of, you know, ones that kind of got away as well. But playoff football is always fun.
0: Yeah, playoff football is great. I think we uh, getting a first taste of it in a while. It's, we've been missing it. Good football. I mean, you know, there were some games were a little lopsided, but you got you got to see some good, intense games this weekend. And they're only going to get better for week week after week. Only get better. So let's waste no time, man. Let's hop into it. First game: Niners Seahawks. And. Our original pick was them to cover the 10 points, and the Seahawks battled early. They went down 10-0. We thought it was going to be a blowout. You're like, ah, well, they're not showing anything. Geno's not playing well. He threw a pick. He fumbled. It's like, ah, man, Geno's not he, He's not ready for it. And This team was ready for it in the first place because they're not built to win now at all. But that team showed heart. Second quarter, they put up 17. They win the half, and then it all falls apart. Reality sets in. I think they played whatever their best football is they just ran out of gas. They they played their best football in that second quarter and it just took them out and that was it from there and the really Brock Purdy and the 49ers ran away with it, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um it was it's a different class level, you know, with the Seahawks yeah. and the Niners right now and you know, you said it last week nobody, you know, expected this out of Seattle. Um the moment was a little too big. I mean, you saw Geno had a couple of turnovers. They just they didn't play real well. And at the beginning of the game, the first couple of throws and even really the first whole series from from Brock Purdy didn't look great. Um, yep. He definitely had nerves going into the game. He, the first throw, he uh, he over he overthrew it. Probably should have been an interception. Um, had a couple of those on that opening series, but he really settled in and um, you know at least through one game he looks really good. Uh, these this offense for San Francisco is unfair um, with, with all the skilled players that they have. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Debo both go over 130 um, yards from scrimmage, and when two guys are going to do that in offense, it's it's going to be really hard for you to stay in the game. And like you said, they were able to hang on in the first half, but second half just proved to be too much. And you know now, obviously, you know San Francisco continues to stay hot. They put up 40 points, and they're going to host another game and. Uh, we all expected it, but it mm-hmm. was definitely good to see. Um, you know, Debo, uh, you know, was hurt. You know, last couple of weeks of the year, him to have a huge game like that, and they just continue to roll.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a talking point to see how Brock Purdy would handle, obviously, a playoff atmosphere. But he played so well for them down the stretch, doing his job, whatever he needed to do, just doing the right things, not really turning the ball over. And you saw. I mean, I, th- I think the whole team really settled in the second half. They got back to what they do best. Christian McCaffrey is going to be a problem uh, in this offense. It's been a problem since they got him, and it's going to continue to be a problem for every team just because of the dual threat that him and Tebow can be. They're both dual threats, which is a scary in that type of offense. And uh, Brock Purdy made some nice throws uh, late second half of this game. I mean, Seattle's defense is nothing special. Uh, but it, it was nice to just see him get in rhythm, and hopefully they carry on to next week where they play the uh, Dallas Cowboys, right? Yep. Yeah, they put it in Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see how uh, that looks going next week. But uh, I, Forty Niners, just solid win. Kind of expected them to not roll through them, but just get the job done. And They definitely did that in the second half. And I think uh, we saw really the that scary the scariness of that offense and what that can bring. It all in one game there at the end of that uh, at the end of that game during the second half. So we'll see what 49ers can do. Which it's crazy because they. Uh, from where they were beginning of the year, being such an up and down team, to now being like the dominant team. Like people were now talking to them to be the dominant factor in the NFC, which it, it very well deservingly, with how they played. Uh it's it's a big turnaround from early season struggles for them. But we're we'll move on to a uh, another early season struggles debacle for both teams. The Chargers and the Jags. And I can't get over this game. The Chargers Came out hotter than expected. I didn't think the Chargers were going to come out and play some dominant ball and defense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked disgusting. He, he didn't. He couldn't find a Jaguars' hands. He couldn't find anybody. He he was he was struggling big time. And I don't know what clicked, but Justin Herbert and that offense just turned off. Brandon Staley and and, and they fired everybody today. They just got turned off, and the Jag just came back. And you saw the franchise quarterback that Trevor Lawrence has showed this season really come up giant for them uh, with this game. And Dougie P gets another uh, another memorable one. as a, He's a big fan of mine. So, you know, <laughs> take it away, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in a 27 in nothing game, you can never truly, truly believe that there's going to be a comeback. But to be honest with you, watching this game, I kind of saw the writing on the wall for Jacksonville to at least – Make it semi-interesting in the second half because I don't think the Chargers played a good offensive game. I really don't. Uh, Lawrence four times in the first half, three times in the first quarter, gave them the ball inside the thirty-yard line. Um, You know, Eckler was able to run two in. I, I, you know, Herbert Herbert threw one. I didn't think Herbert was overly great in this game. Um, There was a couple possessions where they were inside the twenty. They should have punched it in for six. They couldn't. They were held to field goals. Um, and then in the second half, you just saw a little bit more of the same, except for the fact that they weren't starting at the 20 yard line. Um, I didn't think Herbert was, was very good in this game. And I, I I feel like after this game, there's a lot of people who want to blame the the defense and who want to blame Brandon Staley. And for good reason, I don't think that Herbert is totally off the hook in this game. I think there were throws in that second half on third downs to sustain some drives that he did not make that gave, you know, the Jaguars an opportunity to to come back and win this game. I mean, they needed a lot of time in the second half to have the ball. They, they needed those opportunities. The defense gave them those opportunities, and Herbert did not keep the Chargers on the field. They also didn't run the ball in the second half pretty much at all with Eckler, which, you know, makes no sense to anybody because Austin Eckler is one of the best in football. Um, again, there's a lot of, you know, sides to point the blame here. I think Staley definitely deserves some, you know, some of the blame, the defense as well. Um, this you know the game plan. You know, I think Eckler had six touches in the, in the second half. That just can't happen. But mm-hmm. I also do think some of this goes on Justin Herbert because that whole second half, he pretty much needed to make you know two to three big a throws, throws, and and that probably would have been enough. And yeah, he just didn't, throws. you know, they just didn't get it done. Um, no,
0: you're right. Absolutely, Justin Herbert did not. He did not look good the whole game. I don't think we really saw any glimpses of him like looking like a. You know, like last year's Justin Herbert, we saw at the end of the year, we saw Justin Herbert look better. But This game was the same old of just how the whole regular season went for this Chargers team. And this has been their struggle. Scoring in bunches has been their struggle. Austin Eckler has not ran the ball efficiently for this team in a while. He's a very good receiving threat. He is good at catching the ball out of the backfield and making moves and running. He has not been a straight downhill runner. He's not been that his whole career. But he has not been able to run between the tackles as well, effectively, at least if, to my knowledge, in the past few weeks before leading up for this game. And I think them not being able to get him the ball is it's just say something to that. Like why why can't why doesn't Austin Eckler run the rock when you're up twenty something points? You ha- like that should be first off that should be how it how it is. Don't give the ball to your quarterback. Not that he, you know, he's going to come out there and make mistakes, but you go out there and run the ball get the clock down, and you try to just salvage that game, putting up maybe a touchdown or two, and that's it, and you, the game's over. But you don't. You don't move the ball. You give Jacksonville a chance, and the sparks fly, and what do you know? Jacksonville takes it, what was thirty-one thirty? 31-30 was this game? 31-30, yep. 31-30, which is absolutely remarkable. Doug Peterson, two play calls at the end of this game, going for two, first one. To take the initial lead, then the play call on fourth and one to just I mean, get the ball outside. I I I'm a big fan of Doug Peterson, man, and I, it's glad, I'm glad to see him take a year off, come back, and with take a young team that no one really had high expectations for, and win a playoff game. No matter what that what else goes forward playing as a Chiefs, but go win a playoff game. So that kudos to him. It was a Jaguars team. We both had them winning this game. I don't think this is how we imagined it, but it was uh, it, it was a really good game to watch. And uh, I wish the rest of the games this weekend were similar, which one one was. But I mean, come on. I mean, I guess the, right, let's let's just go into it. Bills' offense. You start with this one, please.
1: Yeah. Um... You know, Joe Burrow didn't look great in his game either, but this this is what I was talking about with the Josh Allen stuff. I mean, the guy just turns the ball over too much. He makes too many, you know, wild decisions trying to, you know, make the big play, and he let the Miami Dolphins hang around. I mean, you saw offensively from from the start that Skylar Thompson was not going to be able to run this offense efficiently enough to consistently, you know, keep drives going. They had a couple drives where they were, you know, able to run the ball a little bit, a couple of good throws you know, they had that one drive, you know, where that ended in the Gasicki touchdown, but they weren't going to be able to do it consistently. And you could see that from the start. I mean, there was like 15 times, I feel like, in this game where they barely even got the playoff. They were coming out of the huddle with five seconds left on the play clock, and I feel like they weren't even getting it off. Um, the Bills should have won this game in a more convincing way. Absolutely. Um, and it, and it's pretty much all the turnovers because you see when when they don't turn the ball over, their offense is really hard to stop. I mean, those first couple of drives, uh, you know, early in that game, they go up seventeen 0 It really looked like it was going to be, you know, a, a, the game that we kind of all expected it to be. But Josh Allen just continues to turn the ball over in big spots. I mean, you you just it just can't happen, and that is what concerns me about this Bills team. And I've said it from the start, and you know, I'm obviously not the only one, but he does turn the ball over at a more increasing rate than these other top guys. And he's the guy that's going to have the ball more than anybody on this Bills team. So if he's going to continue to turn the ball over, you know, three times a game or, you know, it's, 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 it's really going to be a problem for the bills. And they're lucky that they were playing Skylar Thompson on the other side. Cause I think if they weren't, this could have been a real different story for the Buffalo bills.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, I think this was all, all just bills mistakes um, that got them through this, and literally I, the only reason you said it, Skylar Thompson, I mean, he was 18 for 45 in this game, which is absolutely – that's like 30%. It's not good. And, I mean, it's all Miami defense, and just not even the defense. I mean, you're giving balls away, and you can't do that. I don't know whether this was just the Bills looking over this team. I don't want to think it is because you said it. You've been strict on it. This has been there. How they've been playing as of late? They've been playing this type of loose ball. Josh Allen's been playing hero ball for eight weeks, and I think uh, he he has to figure it out a way to keep protective of that ball if, in the pocket, throwing the ball. I mean, both he's getting stripped, he's not being, he's making wrong, he's making bad decisions, and it's it's I don't know. It's it's tough for me because the the Bills, I, I like the Bills. I'm high on the Bills. I think the Bills are a very good complete roster. Uh, when they put it together, it's it's hard because they're not putting it together. If I could see early season bills form we all know that this this team can go walk to walk to a Super Bowl if they're playing how they should be playing, how the roster fits. I didn't really see anything. I mean, this has been the same story for the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I mean, kudos to them that make this a three point game. They lost about thirty one points with their quarterback completing eighteen passes to forty five attempts. He threw two picks. They still had no run game. It's the same story for them. No run game for the Dolphins. Jeff Wilson led the team with 23 yards. I mean, it's a Tyree Hill show. It's been that all year. It's the same Dolphins every year, and or not every year, all year. And for them to just continue to battle in this game with their defense and Josh Allen's inability to put together great drives, this this game, I I, I honestly thought the Dolphins were going to squeak it out. And I think we would have had a really massive upset in this game. But they, you know, again, quarterback play, you need better quarterback play. And they got the bare minimum and almost won this game. So them going to Cincinnati, or them, Cincinnati coming to, is it Cincinnati coming to them
1: next is, week? Is this where we do the neutral site, or is that? Is it the um, neutral site?
0: Yeah, it might be. I, believe, I think it yeah. is. Yeah, so the new, I mean, she, we'll see what that is next week. But they can't play like this against your bro. Or that'll be a, that's not going to be good whatsoever. And, we'll, and your boys, your Bengals, will run right through my bills. My you know, been holding them close to heart. At the end of the year, right? Uh, yeah, t- and they won that game. They didn't deserve to win that game, and they got to show up because you can't play like that. And uh, that's literally it. So let's move on, then to the game that I think we had initial thoughts about. We both had initial thoughts of the Giants in this game. In the Giants-Vikings game, that is. We both had initial thoughts of the Giants. Everything that we said that this Giants scheme can do and how they would win, they did it in this game. Minnesota's defense is poor. Giants' weapons outside of Saquon Barkley is poor, and Darius Slade is poor. And they were able to put together really good drives and big plays, chunk plays early in this game. And they just stayed pace with the Minnesota Vikings, and they the defense got the job done. They Kirk Cousins did not look good. He he, he didn't look bad. He he played fine. He didn't really. Tur- I don't think he turned the ball over in this game. Uh, but they shut Justin Jefferson for what he's worth down def- forty seven yards in this game. TJ Hawkinson was the man there. And if you're going to let TJ Hawkinson beat you instead of Justin Jefferson, you're in a prime position to win the game. And The Giants did that, and I think that defense definitely played up the par to a very, very good offense in Minnesota, which we expected them to play decent about, and they win the one-score game this time. And I think it's just a matter of time that this Vikings team was going to get bit, and they get bit here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of games where you look at Kirk Cousins' box score, and it doesn't look awful. Um, but when you, if you, if you watch the game, you see the little things that make Kirk cousins, you know, not one of the guys, you know, not one of those guys. And there were, there were things like that in this game that, you know, just, they weren't over able, they weren't, whoa. they couldn't overcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> lost my words there for a hey, second. Yeah, it happens, man. <laughs> I, I mean, in that first half, especially, you know, those first couple of drives, the Giants looked like the Kansas city chiefs offensively oh and God, that, that, Plays on both sides, you know, good you know, a lot of credit to Daniel Jones. He looked really good in this game, really good. Also, like you said, that Minnesota defense is really bad and there was a lot of gaping There was gaping holes left and right in that defense for Daniel Jones to expose. He ran like a freaking animal all day long. And at the end of the day, you know, who would have thought that it was gonna be, you know, the Minnesota Vikings offense not being able to keep up with the Giants offense? I mean I mean, I don't think that's a that's something that a lot of people, you know, had you know, a feeling for this game. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, there was a couple play, you know, a couple uh, play calling issues, I thought, from Minnesota down the stretch. Um, there was one in the first half on a, on a third and one that I absolutely hated. And then, obviously, you know, Kirk Cousins makes the uh, the fourth down, you know, throw short to Hawkinson. Um, you know, not a great look there. Yeah. And, really a terrible way to end, a you know, a really good season for Minnesota. You know, I know like in the media, you know, we, we've talked a little bit inconsistently about them, but, you know, to have the regular season that they did and to go out like this uh, is really tough, but hats off to the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones played, played a hell of a game. Probably the best game I've ever seen him play.
0: Yeah. I, I, good you brought that up. Cause I, I failed to mention it. Daniel Jones played phenomenal. I, I think he really, really, really showed out in this game. And, and that's, if he's gonna be that dual she's been a dual threat, but he's gonna play that caliber of football. I'm an Eagles fan. I don't want to see that guy run around in circles. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that guy run around in circles, making throws in the run, making yep. good decisions. Again, not turning the ball over. And he that's been that's been the Giants' success all year. Play good defense, stop the run, stop the giant play. And control clock, and that's what they've been doing. This game, they got a little bit more offensive production. Thirty-one points might be their season high. I don't know if that's true or not, but they don't score a lot of points. So to put up thirty-one and to give up twenty-four to that caliber of team is definitely good signs for them. And they they played a really good football game. They played Giants football, which is literally I've been saying it. This is just how they went. Uh, as for Kirk Cousins, what do they move on from Kirk Cousins? Do you move on from Kirk Cousins seriously? Because like this, the weapons that this team has now, the contract he has is tough to move away from. I understand. You have a window with that offense where everyone's in their athletic prime. It could be for a couple more years. I, I, my opinion, you have to try to find something else than Kirk Cousins because he's not. I don't think he's the answer. I think he's good at. Just he's a good. I don't know. He reminds me of a Matt Ryan in a way. He just reminds me of a guy that will will make throws. He'll throw a lot. He'll he'll make some boneheaded decisions here and there, but he'll get the yards. He'll get the stats. But he's never going to put you over the edge. At what point does this team, do you think, look the other way?
1: If they <sighs> do, yeah. I to be honest with you, I don't really see it happening. Just because. You know, if you really look at the landscape of, you know, quarterback, you know, the NFL quarterbacks going into the offseason right now, the only one that, you know, you could say is better than Kirk Cousins is Lamar Jackson. So if you're going to have an opportunity to go get Lamar Jackson, yes, but if it's Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or even, you know, if you're going to draft a rookie, like you said, this this offense is ready to win now. So I'm not yeah. drafting a rookie and i getting rid of Kirk Cousins and I'm not taking, you know, a Derek Carr or a Jimmy G. And plugging him in and, and thinking he's going to be better than Kirk Cousins, I think right now their biggest problem is de- is defensively. Kirk Cousins is going to make those boneheaded plays, like you said, but he can run the offense pretty efficiently. And I think if you get better defensive play, I think he could take you further than he has to this point. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I mean, when, I mean, do we really think Daniel Jones is a top five quarterback? No, but no. look at when, he, when he's when he got, you know, defensive help and, you know, they're able to run the football a little bit, they're going to be in games. And I, I just don't think what the landscape of NFL quarterbacks right now, you know, going into this offseason looks like, really gives them any option to move off of Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I got you. I, I thought I'd bring up the question because it's – if you're Justin Jefferson, man, and I know – Again, it's not his fault. It's not. I don't really. I don't blame the offense at all. To be honest, either it's not the offense's fault. they, what they've done all year, it's been spectacular. But it's it's those. It's it's in the playoffs where we see like you're going to need the special play. You're going to need like the the big plays. And I didn't see a big play. I mean, you mentioned in this game that. They made like the decision making of some of these calls. Like I saw a third and one flea flicker from Justin Jefferson back to Kirk Cousins. He's trying to run the football up two yards. Terrible call. I mean, what, call what are we call. doing? That was before half, I believe that, that call was. That was before yep. half. Yeah. I mean, there's some just there's something there that's just distinct on this team that's taking away from the coaching decision is maybe Kirk Cousins the inability of trust between giving the ball to him making a big play in a big moment. And, like, for him to throw a ball short of the sticks of the game on a line, like, you've got to know, you've got to force a ball. Go try to make the, make the super, like, the, the playoff saving throw. Go, like, you, you want to be the headline, but instead it's the same old safe football. And I don't know. I, I, I don't hate Kirk Cousins. And again, I don't blame the offense, but I think if there's a, a route or a possibility that you can move and get something better, which you just laid out the options, there might not be. It might not be this year. It might be next year. It might never be. They might stick with them. I think you have to try to at least relay all those options and see what there is out there because this team's going to be in the playoffs every year with that offense. So that's just it. Is. And, and that defense is so far away from being one or two moves away from being a good defense. I think you just got to take your strengths and strengthen your strength if you can. But That's a good point. We'll see. We'll see, man. But uh, we'll, we'll go to the game, uh, Sunday night game, which I have – I think we both have probably interesting thoughts on this one. The Bengals-Ravens. Ravens should have won this game. The Ravens had a position to win this game. There's a quarterback that is a little banged up that doesn't want to ruin his chances for a contract that didn't play in this game. They were a half of Lamar Jackson away from beating Cincinnati in Cincinnati on Sunday night. I think that says a lot to your teammates that you couldn't tough out and try to play in that game. I don't think the Bengals played a good game. I think the Ravens matched that intensity and played a solid game, even though they came up short. They lost by a touchdown on a fumbled for 95 yards. And I don't know. I, I think this is just me not liking the, I don't know, the integrity, competitive integrity from Lamar Jackson, which I know he wants the contract. But your guys are out there battling what you're not. And it's just – it's tough. It sits it sits hard for me because I've seen quarterbacks in Philly go through injuries and play through them like all over the league too. I don't care if yep. you, you need a contract. I don't care what it is. You're in playoffs, man. Like, anything can happen when you're in the playoffs. When you think about the Eagles in 2017, do you think anyone actually thought Nick Foles was going to run through the gauntlet? No. You go out there and play. So that's my entire takeaway from this game. There was a bunch of bad football, in my opinion, just from Cincinnati's side, and that was it.
1: Yeah, Cincinnati didn't play a great football game, and – Baltimore defensively was really strong. Um, I, I think I, I do think obviously Cincinnati should have looked better. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. Burrow should have looked better. They should have looked better offensively. But I do want to give a lot of credit to the Baltimore defense. Um, when you watch this game, Mixon really couldn't get it going at all. And you know, believe you know Cincinnati, even though they do throw the football a lot, they do rely heavily on those two backs um, to set up a lot of play action. Um, and they couldn't really get that going, you know, how they normally can. You talked about the Lamar Jackson stuff, so I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> the, the fumble at the two yard line is just heartbreaking. It really is. And, I, and to be honest with you, I hate the play call. Um, it's first and goal. You have J.K. Dobbins. I'm running it, I'm, I'm giving it to him three straight times. And then if it doesn't work, fourth down, you know, then you maybe change something up. He said it after the game. He wanted the ball. I thought it was, you know, not a great play call. We know that Tyler Huntley's shoulder is banged up. You know, he gets knocked around a little bit. He might, you know, be more susceptible to, you know, giving up that football a little bit. And to be honest with you, watching that play, I couldn't help but feel bad for Tyler Huntley. Uh, I watched this whole game, and we know he's not crazy talented arm wise. He played his guts out from 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 the first minute to the last minute. And I was really impressed with with the fight that he had. He had that one deep ball to Marcus Robinson, but you could tell just watching the game and how hard he was fighting, how hard he wanted it. And to be honest with you, I was I was a little heartbroken for him, you know, to see how that game. Yeah, happened.
0: yeah. No,
1: I agree. And then and then at the end of the game, you have the hail mary that could was was two inches away from being caught, just, just really a heartbreaking game for Baltimore. You saw it at the end. Harbaugh did not want to shake Zach Taylor's hand. Um, that's a little bit of a rivalry now. Not a little bit, but that that, that rivalry starting to heat up. And I do think that Cincinnati does need to fix some things going into next week. But this was a tough division game, and I, I, I know the spread was big. Um, but I'm not totally surprised that Baltimore was able to hang around.
0: Yeah, no. You said this last week. You said there on Saturday morning. You said that this team would fight, kind of, would keep this game closer than I expected, and I, I definitely, oh man, it's just seeing the players' faces after the game. It's like they they knew they were right there. They could, they just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't get it done, and it's it's tough. I think um, this is a lot more on for Cincinnati's sake. This is a lot more on just playing a team that was very hungry to make a statement to. Everyone in the in the locker room to make a statement, like you know what? Again, I am going to bring it to Lamar thing because that's just my agenda now. You know what, Lamar, you don't want to play. Watch this, and we're going to go play as hard as we possibly can and go fight against this team that basically was up there for number one seed the AFC, and they yeah. played a very good game for their standards for everything that they could have had done. Uh, again, Tyler Huntley, it definitely sucks. I, I the kids every time he steps in, he plays pretty decent ball. And he plays hard. So he he's like a I don't know, more athletic Taylor Heineke. If you guys oh, say yeah. you know, since he's just that's that's him. And uh, I think he, he plays uh he plays his heart out. He, he absolutely right. I, I I feel terrible for the guy. The guy definitely wanted it, but uh It's the nature of the beast, man. You can't control people's agendas and people's propagandas with uh what they want in their personalities and their media and all that. You can't control it. It's just it's a business at the end of the day. And people gotta see it that way. And if that's good business, then that's good business. But it is what it is. Poof. Now <laughs> Monday night game. I uh, I can't I hate it. I can't stand it, actually. The Buccaneers looked awful.
1: Listen man, they you guessed this all you couldn't year.
0: get a lick. They couldn't do a thing. They could do a thing. And this has been it all year. I know kind of he
1: like, you, you said this all year. All year. This yep. is all you, dude. This you is this, this is year. this
0: is them. This is what they've been. They've showed they're an eighty nine team. They showed why they're an eighty nine team. That was the 89 team that I saw all year long. The weapons are out there. They can't get it done. Tom's not the same Tom. He looked like Patrick Mahomes for one drive and then turn the ball over. Ever since that pick, that was the offense. That was it. They had no more offense. I think Dak played a very good game. I think the Cowboys' defense obviously made Tom and that offense very, very, very annoyed. But, again, I'm not, not going to talk Cowboys. If you want to talk Cowboys, next week you can talk Cowboys. I've strictly been on the Bucks for a very long time, and this is what I've seen every single week. And, once again, I think this Todd Bowles led team is not was never going to do anything. I think they didn't, it couldn't game plan. They didn't make any adjustments, and it it took four Brett Maher missed extra points for me to keep the game on. I just want to see how many more he can miss. To be honest, I didn't want to watch it anymore. If the Cowboys were going to just run away from this game, and they ended up doing so, so that's it. It's just see you later, Brady. I don't know where you are going, but it better not be at Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, um, I'll talk boys, but my, 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 the two biggest problems for, for Tampa for me in this game were Brady doesn't want to get hit. You see, as soon as he's got oh. pressure, he's either thrown it into the dirt or he's he's thrown it short. He doesn't want to get hit. He's forty five years see- old
0: right in front of the line of scrimmage in this game. Just yeah. just three yards out, just any time he's getting pressured, chucks it right in front. How many times? And,
1: and and that limits your offense, you know, when you're not willing to take a hit, you know, to get a guy downfield. Uh, and, and it really limits your offense. And then the other thing was they just, they totally got away from the run way too early. It just became a throwing game. I mean, Brady had over 50 passing attempts. Just, you said it all. Um, just, just just a terrible game. For the Cowboys, 50, yeah. um, number. I'm going to be honest with you. That might have been Dak Prescott's best game of his life. Um I don't think it's totally rep you know, I don't I don't think you can totally replicate what he did because he was that good. The first two drives, he looked off. I mean, he had three throws that were totally offline. I was like, you know, i sitting there watching the game, I was like, okay, here we go. It's just like last week in Washington. This is exactly how he looked last week. Some he he took a deep breath, I guess. I guess it was nerves, came back out, and I don't think he threw a bad ball the rest of the night. I mean, the guy was just on. I mean, you saw, you know, if you if you were watching, you know, you know the ESPN, you know, regular broadcast, you 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 saw Troy Aikman breaking down, you know, him going through progressions, and he just he he couldn't do no, he couldn't do any wrong after those first two two drives. I think Dak is somewhere in the middle of what we what we saw last night and what we saw in Washington. I I truly believe that. I don't believe that what we saw last night is the real true Dak Prescott that you're going to see. From a week to week basis. So I'm kind of throwing that out the window a little bit. Defensively, obviously, Tampa is in shambles, but you did see a really good defensive performance from Dallas anyway. And finally, Micah woke up. We saw Micah back in action, putting a ton of pressure on Tom Brady. You saw the first play of the game. They didn't even they decided not to block him. He was right in the backfield. Four yard loss, and you, you knew he was awake for that. You, you and that's a huge sign for Dallas, you know, to get Micah going like that. And then, really, you know, they really did everything perfectly in this game, besides the Brett Maher missed extra points, which, you know, we all kind of, you know, think is funny and it's all kind of a joke because oh, it's it is funny. crazy. It's
0: hilarious. But
1: this is this has got to be a real concern. I mean, this guy <laughs> before, you know, before. This year, his nickname was Brett the Fret for a reason. I mean, this isn't something new. He, he's been really good this year, so people have kind of forgot about it. This is not something new, and, you know, he's really lucky that these were extra points he was missing in this game and yeah. not field goals. This is a real concern for Dallas. It really is, and they played such a great game that it really is unfortunate to, it's to have to harp on it, but it's totally overshadowed, and that's what you have to think about, you know, of this game because – you, were, you win and lose games in the playoffs, I mean, in, in the NFL, but especially in the playoffs on kicks. I mean, how many games do we see come down two kicks? And Oh, my God, you, so you many. Know, to miss four extra points in a game is, is just really concerning. But, you know, Dak played really well. I think he's somewhere in the middle. We're going to see the Cowboys, you know, fans and the Cowboys media going real high right now. But, uh, you know, of they'll course. get smacked by San Francisco next week. Tampa sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Tampa's bad, man. I, uh, I... I looked like Tampa just kind of laid down. Like they just yep. kind of let the Cowboys do whatever. They they couldn't get anything going. The juice wasn't there. I didn't see really any effort defensively from this team at all. Um, and, and it kind of just – it was running through the motions. And uh, you're right, though. Brett Maher had a really good season this year. He's been one of the more accurate kickers. I think he's a Pro Bowl nod this year um, for how good he's – how accurate he's been. And <sighs> watching the Peyton Eli, you know, Cass and – what Paige's reaction is hilarious. He's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, did it? Go? Oh my god, did it? Go? I mean, he, he, I was getting a joy out of it. Like, I know we're, you're being serious, which is good. You're being, you know, the football side of things. Of course, it is a problem. It is a problem because you you can't do that. And if he's gonna, if I, one miss kick next week, I, it's in his head. It's already in his head. One more kick next week, it's in his head. It's all it's all mental now for him. But I." I uh, that was my biggest takeaway from this game, <laughs> other than Dallas just being yeah. the eight and nine team. They just haven't been good. The Cowboys played offensively how they should take care of business against that team, and that was it. I mean, that was really it. Uh, it's it's. I really have nothing else to say on the Cowboy side of things at all.
1: I do totally want to congratulate you though, because everybody, including myself, because I really did this all year long as well it's a tom brady led team so you, you you tried you tried to hang in there with them you from the start you saw this and not not many people did i mean i didn't expect this to be a complete blowout um you know it for me it, it was it was a, it's a tom brady led team i mean you don't know what's going to happen but you saw the running on the wall as soon as the game started they just they're not talented and tom brady like <laughs> you have said all year long has not been tom brady and you're no, totally right, and this was totally a game for the Cowboys to flex their muscles because you know that they love to do that, and they did.
0: Yeah, no, they did. I, I, I'm I, a big Rashad White fan, and he looked fine. He looked good early. And like, yeah. if you're not going to run the school, They
1: football, just got away from it.
0: Then I mean, Hold on. Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times in this game. 66. That's, I mean, come on. And you put up 14 points. I mean, you're, you're trying everything. You're giving this guy a ball and say, go do everything you can. The guy doesn't got it no more. I mean, he's, got, he, he, you know, he's Tom Brady. He is what he is. He can make some throws. But this offense is so dysfunctional, I don't think it's ever had a pulse. And it might not be on Tom Brady's fault. It could be a collection. It's the whole team. It's not just Tom Brady. It's the I agree. whole team. And it's just tough to watch because, like, what kind of recipe of success is giving him the ball 66 times, no matter who he is. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. If you're throwing the ball 66 times, you're losing the game. Like You're, you're either losing the game because of blowout, or it's a 40-40 game going to the fourth. That's it. Yep. And I, I, I don't know what this Tampa team does from here. I don't know. There's a lot of money invested in this team. This team is not going to have any – there's a lot of people who are going to have to dip off the books. This I wouldn't be surprised if this team rebuilds. I'm, I just wouldn't be surprised. It, I mean, Mike Evans is there. Chris Godwin, I think, is going to be gone. I I don't know. I think the team's in rebuilding building phase after this season. I, I think you got it. you want to – Bowl. you got to roll with Tom Brady. He did it. You move well, on, and that's it. I think it's – I think right now for them it's done. And uh, as for Dallas, man, I uh, hope they got their bags back for some warm weather because they're going to uh, – they're going to – they're going to be sitting for a while once they. Uh, we'll talk about it. it. Yeah, we'll talk about it because uh, nothing impressed me from the Cowboys. I mean, no, nah, that's a lie. It impressed me, but all right, man. Uh, any closing remarks, real quick, before we get out of here? I, I we'll, we'll run through. I, I'll just name the matchups for next week. We'll we'll get a, a pot out. The same thing Saturday morning. I think is what we planned on. That's a, I think it's a good idea. I think it really uh, works out. It's early. It's, it sets the weekend up and I think it'll it'll be nice to uh, get something out early and right to watch the football. Uh first game first game coming up would be was it? it'll be Bengals Bills. Or sorry, that's not that's not true. It'll be Jags Jaguars or Jaguars Chiefs, Jaguars Chiefs. That's the first one. Uh Giants Eagles, of course, that's a big one for me. I uh, a lot of mixed feelings about that one. Bengals Bills, that's a good one. That's the rematch from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> And then uh Cowboys Niners, man, which is gonna end up the night, and I think that's a good way to end the night watching the Cowboys go set home. So that'll be fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> and on that note, man, you got anything else?
1: Yeah, favorite favorite game to watch of the weekend.
0: Favorite game to watch of the weekend. <sighs> Jag Chiefs. I'm gonna love watching that game, I think. I think that'll be a fun one. But you.
1: Yeah. I'm in I'm in for I'm in with the Eagles Giants game, to be honest. Shit.
0: For what reason? Close game? You
1: think? I want to see how Hertz looks. He was he was bad last year in the playoffs. <laughs> Obviously, you know it was the first game. Whatever. Tampa. I want to see how Hertz looks. And Tampa Right left now, left. right now, if the Giants are going to play like that, <sighs> they're, that that's going to be a game. I'm, I'm, exc- a I'm game. excited yeah, for no, that one as a it's commander fan. A game. I'm excited. No, definitely going to be
0: a game. I'll be more stressful than having fun watching it. It'll be edge of my seat every single play. I'm going to overanalyze stuff. So that's just how that's going to work for that game. So, uh, arbit Sounds good. I appreciate you hopping on a little bit earlier for me. I I, uh, very much appreciate it, getting one out nice and quicker. And then um, tomorrow we're going to have another one coming out. For all listeners that have been following me when I first started, this thing was more baseball than anything else. It was more baseball than football. And I haven't been able to get any baseball content out for maybe three podcasts since the beginning of the free agency period, which I apologize for. But we're going to get some baseball content out tomorrow, and I think it'll be a good time because uh, baseball's pitchers and catchers in like 29 days or something, or 18 days, oh, yeah. something, something stupid. So that's always fun. Baseball is a great time. So until then, I appreciate all for listening, and we will see you tomorrow night and Saturday morning for another playoff review.